0: This is episode 289 of the 200 Churches Podcast, and in my environment, I cannot let that happen. And where could that happen in my environment? Maybe where is it happening? God forbid, in my environment... That, yeah. that the weak, whether they're women or they're kids or they're, they're economically or educationally deprived, where is it that the weak are being exploited or stepped on or subjugated in my world?
1: Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast. We're passionate about providing ministry encouragement to pastors of small churches. We release a brand new episode every Wednesday to do just that for you, all of our small church pastor friends. Now here are two guys who are definitely better together, friends, pastors, and podcast partners Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Johnny Craig and I am sitting here in my opulent and luxurious office
0: with the man fresh from vacation. Oh am I ever fresh Johnny. This is Jeff Katie. Thank you. Good to be with you Johnny and good to be peering into your office through my iPhone. Here it is. You can see one bookshelf
1: and a Millennium Falcon picture.
0: Yeah yeah and you can see the back of Whatever room I'm in, this is, uh, uh, this is a, I call it the tri-room. You can, you can cut it up into three little rooms. And I'm okay. in the, the last little room. I have no idea what it's used for, but I'm as far away from everybody as you can get.
1: Looks like nice facilities from what
0: I can see, Jeff. No stains on the ceiling tiles. That's good. No, there are no stains on the ceiling tiles. So, Johnny, last week you were on live with, I don't remember her name. Pam, Pam Dykstra. Pam Dykstra. Yeah, we yeah. got a lot of good feedback from that. Even our district superintendent uh, gave some props to that and said, "Boy, it'd be great to have that for a retreat, a pastors' retreat, yeah. right? Talk about crucial conversations." Absolutely.
1: She's uh like, well, you heard it last week. She's she's incredible. She knows her stuff, and I am I uh, I hope that at least people are considering. Uh, getting that for if they have a staff, if you're a district superintendent or a synod leader or whatever they call it in your neck of the woods, I, I hope that you know you you could hear Pam and think we might be able to use something like that and get a hold of Vital Smarts. And, uh, yeah, request Pam, but I can't promise anything.
0: <laughs> for, our, for our Church of God friends, I think they're bishops. Bishops, yeah, I your bishop might. Bishops.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: So last week, Johnny, I was walking the Erie Canal path in Spencerport, New York, okay. and just really enjoying it. It's, it has been, for the last 20 years, my thing to do when we go back to visit our families. Okay. Uh, my, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law have lived there for 20 years. Every summer, I go back and I walk the canal path. And, you know, for as long as there have been podcasts, that's what I do. That I listen to them while I'm walking. And yeah. last week, so cool, I got to listen to our podcast. My voice was not on it anywhere. <laughs> and it was a 10 plus, And so I really good. enjoyed it. Johnny, you were... Um, you were. I don't, were you too transparent last week? I mean, you better keep your job. I don't know if anybody's going to hire you after well, listening to that.
1: She, she was in the room. I couldn't hide it from her. I mean, she was sitting right there when it went down. So, and I'm she's one of just, your elders. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll say that's something that I like about this church. That's something that I like about the staff that I'm on and the elders that we have. It's. Like, people want me to be me. I mean, I said to Suzanne pretty early on here, um, you know, I have a lot of thoughts, but I'm kind of nervous to share them. And she said, you know, we hired you because we like you, right? <laughs> like, we hired you because we want you to be here. And I have just felt this freedom to to be myself and to not, I mean, obviously. Uh, within reason. Within reason. But, <laughs> I, you know, to share, like, yeah, I struggle just like everybody else. Maybe I was so, too transparent, though. Oh, no.
0: So there are parts of you that aren't, within reason. Well. So well you know <laughs> sometimes <laughs> no, I thought I thought it was good. Actually I was very proud of you for being so open and yeah. honest and allowing all of us to peek into because the truth is we could all be the same way. We've all if we were honest, if we were honest, we've all got issues and problems and oh, yeah. you yep. know we we would have to share them uh if we were doing a podcast about the very thing we just fell down and skinned our knees about. You, you should know? probably be honest about yourself. You know what I mean? We can't Otherwise, be lying.
1: We can't be- <laughs> That's exactly right. We can't be lying.
0: Oh, man. So, Johnny, this week, you and I both listened to the podcast we talk about a lot, the Theology on Mission podcast. Yeah. Speaking of and podcasts, there we are. Speaking of podcasts, and we heard Jeff Holsclaw throughout saying he had this, he, it was like it was like Fitch didn't even want to get to it, but he had this big announcement. This big announcement, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Finally, at the end, he drops it that he's gonna. They're gonna maybe do what we've done. Yeah, uh, they're gonna be in different locations. I think um, unsolicited, we should send them advice about how to make this happen. Absolutely. I mean, we finally, after what ten. Fifteen months apart, we finally (laughs) figured figured it out. out. (laughs) Holy cow. Let's save them the time. Let's just save them the time. We could. It would be very easy for them, especially the way that they do their podcast. Yeah. Uh, It would be easier for them to do it like we're doing it right now. Absolutely. No Uh, problem. We might as well be across the the desk from each other. Yeah. So uh, they talked, however, they talked about on this past episode of their podcast, uh, the situation at uh, Willow Creek Community Church. And... With the Global Leadership Summit and everything that happened there last week. I mean, we've got issues at our church. You've got issues at your church, right? We all yep. have issues at our churches. And all of a sudden, you could almost say, well, hey, at least we're not Willow Creek right now, right? Yep. Least, you know, that's, they're really, really going through it. Yeah. And they're, and, they're in a situation, yeah. So, I, Johnny, I said to you, I said, hey, let's talk about that. This week, not so that we can be, uh, you know, our token, hey, let's talk about Willow Creek because they're going through disaster, but right. because that's what we're thinking about right now as pastors. And my friend Rob, and we were just texting together today, me and you and Rob, we have this group chat, group text that we do, Yes, and this has been going on for a couple of years, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and, and Rob, honestly, he and I have been conversing on this since all this really came out in April. He's heartbroken. I mean, yeah. he he has followed Bill Hybels and Willow uh the way I followed him especially in my early years uh um Rick Warren. <laughs> What's his name? Rick Slick, Warren is Slick Rick, yeah. Slick Rick, yeah. Rick <laughs> Warren and Saddleback, you know, and and yeah, his, uh, he's a host of the summit, isn't he? I mean, yeah, his he's, is a host site. Well, he's been a now this year he did not host it. That's a tough um, thing, man. But yeah. he's been a host site for I don't know five, six, seven years, yeah. and he's the one that that we did the we did a podcast interview uh, with our friend who had the first. Uh, Roman Catholic yes. uh, venue yes. for the leadership summit. Yep, that's so right. So he, this is really, you know, it's it's rocked his world, and uh, I think as a pastor, it it rocks all of our worlds. Um, and in the past week or two. As more has come out and as the elders have uh, stated their resignation, you know, to go in waves through the end of the calendar year and the the two senior pastors there have stepped away. I mean, we're all learning a lesson here in leadership. And I think we could allow as pastors, we could allow it to rock our world in a positive way or in a negative way. Sure, And I think there's two different ways to look at it. But I've said a little bit here, so why don't you pick up from here well, with whatever you're thinking about it.
1: Our conversation initially, Jeff, was you texted me yesterday and you said, did you listen to the Theology on Mission podcast, which, of course, they're dropping a summer episode on me. That's the first thing I'm doing is listening to the episode. Uh, and so you said then. then your second statement was that you would listen to it and you had a little bit different take. Than David Fitch, which hey gird your loins, man, because David Fitch had a, some hot takes on that, and he was passionate. So to have a different take is fine, but you better come ready. Um, and uh, and and I said really because I felt like he was pretty, uh, you know, he was pretty on it in a lot of ways. Now let me say before we even get into the meat of our disagreement, Jeff, and I don't even know what the disagreement is yet. But until we get into that, I will say this. I have spent the last few weeks thinking about the Willow Creek, the Bill Heibel situation um, and worrying about my own um, leadership bent. Okay, because my leadership bent is to exert the power of my personality on a situation. Uh, I tend to think that I have the right way. And that we, if we could, just, and I said some of this with Pam last week, right? If we could get, yeah. if we could all get on board with my way, it'd be fine. You know what I mean? Uh, and it sounds like Bill was that way a little bit, and uh, then the culture of the church becomes that way. If it works, right? If it works, quote unquote. If it works, quote unquote. And you see numerical success, then it's okay to act like that. Now, I'm not, I'm not concerned about uh, the things that that led to for Bill Hybels. Um, you know, in my own life. But, you know, as David Fish says on their episode, how many years can you be told that you are the man, you are the man, you are the man, you are right, it's your vision, you're the man, you're untouchable before you start to believe that yourself, before you start to drink your own Kool-Aid and then you start to make decisions that are not in line with anybody you thought you would ever be. So today I can tell you I'm not worried about doing those things uh, in my office but you know 20 years down the road if i was at that status and i had had my way and everybody looked to me in that way what what could my abuses of power look like if not you know harassment if not inappropriateness if not all of, and I, i'm not underplaying it okay but if not these things i i would have different abuses of power i guarantee it and so for me this hits home all this to say for me this hits home because i see in myself a lot of the way bill hybels led i think and i'm kind of working through what it means to be a leader who shares and a leader who submits and mutual submission so when i heard david fitch talking and everybody should go listen to this podcast so that you know they know yeah, But when it just i heard came him talking, out this week yeah, yes i heard i thought this is what i need because i by my nature will not act in those ways well, like, I will not submit by nature. I will overpower by nature, and I need to learn to submit. Go ahead.
0: What I like about your approach to it is the first thing you said was when you saw what was going on and when you looked at what, what is going on with Bill Hybels, you said, what about me? I'm sure. concerned about me. And I think that's exactly the approach we need to take to this first primary. We have to look at ourselves and say, hey, we're no different than Bill. Right, our church is no different than Willow. I mean, we're all we're all in the in the boat of ministry together, and any of us can fall uh, fall to any temptation at any given time. So to say, what about me? And to begin to be introspective and ask yourself, what is, what is it about my life that is helping me to go in the right direction? Right. Because for every, for every church that is struggling with what they're struggling with, and for, for every pastor who's struggling with what Bill has been struggling with, there's now, I just said, you know, we're all, you know, we're all like that. But however, <laughs> there's, there's 100 or, or 200 or 500 other churches that are doing well. Right. that are that that have the heart of Jesus, that have a servant right. leadership, they might be in a situation where there's a lead pastor. But what does that lead pastor do with his position? Sure. Does he wield it as a lead pastor or as a senior pastor, or does he use it to serve the church in love and yes. to serve the staff in love?
1: You know what's interesting? Uh, we we're, we always strive to say men and women, he and she. You're saying he, and I actually think it's more appropriate because this this does sometimes feel like a, a man's issue. I mean, and this is one thing that David Fitch gets to in the episode is to say the hierarchy system is a patriarchy system, right? Like the hierarchy system is a patriarchy system where we – and that's what uh, – the problem with the willow structure is that it invited women into – a patriarchal system it didn't it didn't say let's be mutually submissive toward each other's gifts and each other's styles it said this is the structure and it was hierarchical and patriarchal and it said now fit into this and that scene is empowering women but i think david's uh, comment was to empower women is to let them come and bring the fullness of who they are and their giftedness and not ask them to fit within a system like that now Everybody's different. There's going to be women who fit well into systems of hierarchy and women who don't. There's going to be men who do and men who don't. I mean, Jeff, you and I lead very differently. I think that's part of our disagreement is that I see in Bill, I see myself a little bit in Bill Hybels in the way that he's an overpowerer. But you don't have you are like you're a better person than me. <laughs> like you have you do a more no, submissive that's not, leadership. That's really than not I true. Do. I and mean, so but, but that would be
0: part of this. But even joking, that's really not true. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm different. Not better. Sure. And sure. when I look yeah. at Bill when I look at Bill, I say to myself, Oh dear God, if Bill Heibels can can fall prey to these things, I can too. Sure. You know, if if he could now, again, he's he's at the pinnacle of success in career ministry. Yes. And that's has got to do something i don't think there should be the only people that can actually be critical of bill hybels are those who walk in his shoes at the pinnacle of success in career ministry because for those of us who aren't there we we have no idea what the pressures are and what it does to your mind and this is part of what fitch was saying the very system that sets uh men up over women Right. and that sets a leader up over others, follow the man. And we've seen this in how many churches, that they're they're led and they're driven by a strong uh, D in the disc, right? A strong, yep. dominant leader yep. mm-hmm. that when something happens to that strong, dominant leader, the organization tends to crumble. Now, I hope, I hope. Time and will it, tell. And it's, yeah, time will tell. It seems as though... They're they're moving in a more positive direction right now, and there's some humility, and there's some repentance, and there's some movement, and uh, there's going to be a journey. It's going to be yeah. a journey. It's going to be a journey of discovery of of who we are when Bill Hybels isn't the pastor, right? You know, and and maybe they take the best of what he taught them from about Jesus, and they become somebody said one of their one of their uh, uh, co- congregation said on uh, to one of the newspaper reporters you know we, we've never we 've never had a cross on our building because we've not wanted to be, look like a church. Maybe now is the time to put the cross in the building and to exalt jesus and and yeah. nobody and nothing else and so they're, they're on this journey. but I think that as pastors and as churches and as boards of elders right. uh, we, we have a lot to learn from this. We have very little to criticize we have a lot to critique we have a lot to learn and we have a lot of humility in which to learn it i'm gonna i'm gonna step all
1: over myself here jeff i don't even want to imagine this coming out in 20 years and being misinterpreted i'm gonna be as careful as i can there are layers here um we're talking about leadership we're talking about leadership and structure um i don't want to use that conversation to downplay i think we absolutely have to be critical of bill hybels for the things that he i'm just gonna say the things that he has done i mean he's still in denial mode which i think is also deserving of criticism um but the i if you've read the articles if you've read the blogs i mean there's emotional and psychological and spiritual suffering that has been brought upon women that uh were groomed and that were uh yeah, and 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 we want to parse out intentions and all. I I, I just don't know that we need if we can do any of that. I think that, it has well, to be a fairly full throated. Like we believe that. I mean, we believe these women, and we are in staunch, like opposition to what happened, and it's not good, and there's no excuse. Like period, end of sentence, no semicolon. You know what I mean? Like so, I think that's, that's part that. of the. We
0: have a lot to learn. Yeah. That's part of the we have a lot to learn. So when I say to be critical of him, I'm saying to look at him as a pastor and say, man, what a terrible pastor he is. I'm such a bad bet- – I would never – I yeah, right. do Don't elevate yourself do based that. on his right. shortcomings. So right. that was my interpretation of me saying to critique but not be critical. However, sure. However, when you see people that are oppressed and persecuted yeah. and used – Right? Yeah. And who are overpowered with somebody who's got more power, who are disrespected. Uh, this, this is where the culture of the world is right inside of the church. Yeah. And this, the patriarch, the, the worst of patriarchy, and we, we should probably define patriarchy, right? Uh, because there sure. are. Absolutely, pastors out there who are saying, "Well, it's the, the patriarchs were good, right? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and and <laughs> Joseph. The patriarchs were good, and isn't that patriarchy, but well, patriarchy, the patriarchs
1: were a mixed bag too. Okay, yes, they were well, trying okay, to sell yeah, their yeah. wives to <laughs> yeah, Pharaohs that's and true. stuff. Like
0: that. But, and therein lies patriarchy. Yeah, there you go. Where yep. where you have a male domination in the culture that subjugates and dominates and suppresses yes. women and girls, females, yeah. where where men are. The leaders and women are subjugated, and women right. are oppressed and stepped on and used. That's yeah. the worst. That's the worst of patriarchy. Right. And I'm not sure what the best is, you know, that the women don't have to do all the work. Maybe that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 yeah, so that's uh, the patriarchal side of right. the WCA uh, Global Leadership Summit. I don't know. I, see, I don't, this is where I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all. Because sure. there have been so many women who have spoken at the Global Leadership Summit. And, and I don't know that they're stepping into any more than the whole universe is a, is patriarchal in some ways, you yeah. know, and that you can't get out of it. But I think the GLS has given them a platform over and over and over. I think it's rich, rich, horrific irony right. that the leader of it would have been involved in some of this. And uh, – right. But but I think, to I think, and I, this is where I interpreted, now we heard two different things, right, because sure. we're two different people. Exactly. But I interpreted what Fitch had to say was to kind of kind of a broad brushstroke across the Global Leadership Summit and all who have been involved in it and what it stands for and what it's done and accomplished yeah, he over speaks. the past. You know, it's, it's, it's the way he talks, though. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. But I would not there's been so much good. So a couple of years ago, I was at a global leadership summit and I was sitting in the crowd and they said, Hey, we're trying to feed kids in this certain place. Just text this to this number and we'll automatically take 25 bucks and it'll be tacked onto your cell phone bill. So I did it and I gave $25. I was one of hundreds of thousands of people. That attended these things, how much money did they raise, and how much good did they do? I mean the, the good that has been accomplished is right. incalculable and 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 i don 't think one guy um, as egregious as it was should besmirch the whole movement right I,
1: and that 's where this stuff you start, have to start parsing out right like it, was there good at Willow Creek? Well, I think even the people who have come forward as people who were abused are saying there was good at willow creek what's crazy is i keep hearing people say like this place changed my life like this place led me into a deeper walk with jesus like i i i always felt so blessed by this place and then at the same time they would they come off and say also these terrible things happen and the leadership didn't believe me and so the, the question starts to be and there's so many tangents we can take on this you know train but the, the question starts to be, is there something to this style of corporate leadership that breeds environments where power can be abused? So it's less than about the particulars of, well, there there are women speakers at Global Leadership Summit and there are women pastors at uh, you know the church. And so obviously they are pro-women. I mean, if we weren't on this podcast right now, I would use another illustration to talk about <clears> – <throat> How somebody can be racist and still have black friends, but I'm keeping this apolitical. Yeah, um, it's yeah. it's one thing to say those things, uh, but another thing to to invest in a system uh, that that holds power over people that naturally, because because we do live in a patriarchal world, almost always places men in a position of authority over women, even if it's not like on paper authority. So, and this is where this stuff gets so hard to parse. And that's why I say in 20 years, somebody's going to dig this out and who knows what I'll sound like then, but I'm just doing my best to try to understand and to listen and to learn. And for me to say, okay, what does it look like to have folks that I can be transparent with, to have true accountability with a board, uh, and with a, a group of peers, um, what does it look like for me to work towards submission so that it's not my way or the highway, right? What, and, uh, you know, how do I answer those questions so that I don't end up in a situation where I'm abusing my power in whatever way that might look like? Because there's pastors who abuse their power in churches and, uh, and it's not sexual, they've abused their power in other ways. They're domineering and they're, you know, and they're, they don't learn and they're not teachable and, you know, right. And that's a different thing, but it's abuse nonetheless. And there's still people who get hurt and who get crushed by it. And that's bad as well. And so, yeah, I'm just sifting through how to, that's the part of what Fitch said that I appreciated so much, how to create systems of mutual submission right? Even if you have a title of lead pastor, because he's like, never have that title. Okay. But if you do, how do you still have patterns of submission that will, yeah, just create environments where this stuff can't fester as much? We're sinners. So it'll always be there, but that, it, that you at least are dragging light <laughs> over into the darkness. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
0: Yeah. So when I think about uh, Bill, I, I feel sorrow, I feel sadness. I think to myself, what must it be like to be him right now? You know it's pretty horrible when I think about the women that were involved over the years, I feel compassion, I feel anger that this could happen to them in that kind of a setting of all places right in the in the kingdom, in the body of Christ, where Jesus elevated, elevated and honored yeah. and respected yep. women in in the very body of Christ we're doing something that's different and and I don't see I don't see that they're in opposition to each other to feel compassion and pity for a guy who's in the spot that he's in but then also to feel anger for the women because I think we have to learn we have to learn from both we have to learn how to love the the least of these and those who need the most forgiveness and we have to learn how to have compassion and uh, uh, what's it? empathy empathy for those who have been abused and used, and somehow learn from it and realize it. In in my world, and in my environment, I cannot let that happen. And where could that happen in my environment? Maybe where is it happening? God forbid, in my environment. That, yeah. that the weak, whether they're women or they're kids or they're, they're economically or educationally deprived, where is it that the weak are being exploited or stepped on or subjugated in my world? And so yeah. to, to walk with humility through these types of things and to learn and grow while having compassion for those going through them.
1: It's, it's so interesting because people have been blessed by – the ministry of willow creek and and by bill's ministry there is almost a sense of like yeah you do feel grief right over the situation for him i wonder if he was just joe pastor you know at nantucket you know first assembly or something like that and we hear these stories i don't do we feel that way do you know what i'm saying like do we feel that way about that? So I'm torn on this stuff, man. I'm torn because I think I think if the and this is all speculative and I don't want to get into speculative stuff, but I'm torn because I don't see a great deal of uh like my badness happening. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't see I, I don't see ownership of what's happened and that bothers me in this situation. Yeah, we haven't like, seen it yet. The no, have The elders have owned it. The other senior leadership has owned it. And so the ownership is starting to come out of Willow Creek. And that helps me move past my frustration with the way that they handled this in the first place, right? So that helps me be able to say, okay, uh, now I can feel a little more empathy because there's ownership. So,
0: and they were also in the fog of war. They yes. just were in the fog. There's, there's part of that that was a reality there, too, that happens in war. You've just got this fog where it's all it's all happening. And then once the fog clears a little bit, you realize oh, oh man, we we did not handle this right.
1: Yeah. So I'm just, I'm all mixed up. Now, I never – I'm imagining this happening to somebody that I have looked up to. I never had that kind of – like I once referred to Bill Hybels on this very podcast as that guy from Chicago because yeah, yeah, I couldn't right. remember his name, okay? <laughs> it's, it's exactly. Not, that, there's not been like some huge impact on my life and ministry. But I'm trying to imagine what if it's somebody who had, and I think that's – yeah, because I don't have that, it's easier for me to be kind of like you know stoke the fires on the you know stake or whatever. <laughs> well, what if you found
0: out? What if you found out that I was cheating on my wife?
1: So this is what I've thought about: It's like how would I respond? For the if the record, I found this out I'm about not, Jeff. Well, for the no. record, <laughs> <laughs> but I have. I thought, how would that? And I would be first disbelief, disbelief. If somebody came forward and said this about you, I would first respond with disbelief I, and I know, look, that'll be the thing that's, you know, that people remember that I said in 10 years, right. That I, I don't believe victims. I'm not trying to say that I don't believe victims, but I know you, Jeff, I I trust you. I love you. Like we've, we've gone to battle together. <laughs> like we've shared life together. If someone came forward with that on you. Yeah. I would be like, no way. No way. Is that true? Not about Jeff. I would first start with
0: disbelief and you'd and be taking take... a gamble you'd be taking yep. a gamble on absolutely you. well right?
1: absolutely yes. and then they
0: did it for bill they did it for him right yeah. they took a gamble on him because they they not it wasn't that they did not want to believe it how
1: do we it's do that, that they then? could
0: not believe it what do we do what do, See, we do? i say we don't cri- i say we don't be so hard and so harsh on the elders of willow okay but but we learn we learn from it and we look at the women and we say we have to be way, way, way more attentive and we've got to be more sensitive and, and, uh, paying attention to women who, to victims, to the weak, yeah. to the oppressed who cry out. You, the Bible says that their blood cries out from the ground and God hears it, right? Yeah. Uh, those who've been oppressed and who've been killed and who've been slaughtered. I think it's the same way. We We don't need to become more quick to judge and believe the bad about others. We need to be more quick to listen to the cries of yeah. those who are oppressed and believe them and listen to their story.
1: Yeah. I'm just, you know, this is it's like future use kind of stuff cuz we can all criticize, we can all look at this situation, we can criticize here 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 here. There was an uh, uh there was an article on missio alliance just recently, it might have just come out today. I think it was today. Seven questions I have to ask myself, you know, in light of Bill Hybels. And that's a hmm. that's the posture that our elder boards need to take or what maybe it's a deacon board in your church. Uh w- how will you respond? in these moments if this were to come up um could because we've had now we've had a negative example in this situation and a positive example i mean and it's the same church it's the same board right they're they're owning their own mistakes they're saying we did not do this right now we're doing this instead and so how will we prepare yeah so how do you prepare to prevent this from happening in the first place and then how when this happens will you respond um because it would not be helpful if someone came forward and said that about you for me to immediately go into character assassination on them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what Jesus right. would do. That's not what, that's not the love of Christ. And it might be my natural thing because I trust you. I love you. I'm going to defend you right, right down the line. But that's not the Christ like response in that moment. So, how do we, it's the messy tension, man. And everybody on the outside will always be critical, but. You know, we need to prepare for ourselves and in our own hearts and in our own lives and in our own churches to do this the best we possibly can. I don't know, man. This stuff has got me all churning a little bit it's crazy
0: it does and i think it's got every pastor in america who knows anything about any of this stuff it's got us churning to to look at the chicago tribune and some of the chicago media and see that that when when guys like bill hybels and guys like who's the guy that wrote um the case for not the case for christ um lee strobel uh, you're talking about yeah yeah You look at a guy like Lee Strobel, who spent so much of his life uh, trying to create an understanding in the culture that believers can be people who are loving, who will honor others, who make the city better. And Mm -hmm. then it's heartbreaking then to read stories written by the media in the city. And they're just... And I don't even sense so much that they're taking shots at the church, as much as you're just saying... Yeah, this is what happened at this church, and it needs to be told, because here in America, we have a free press, we want to get the truth out, and we're getting the truth out. And it's heartbreaking that it's come to this, and this is the part that the leader and the leadership has to live with, and the regret that they have to now steward and manage in their own heart, and I hope, for me, for you, for, for every pastor, it scares us to death that if we were to get into this kind of a situation I got grandkids now you know Bill's got grandkids I got an adult daughter he's got an adult daughter yeah the suffering that these people are going through because of the actions of a person uh some sometimes a dozen twenty, thirty years ago whatever it's just scare every pastor to death and scare us uh to a point where hey we're going to set up some safeguards in our lives, like for real, for real yeah. safeguards. None of this, none of this phony baloney stuff, but we're really going to become accountable and try and set up some safeguards in our lives so we don't find ourselves in these situations. And, and then the other side of it, we have to start listening. We maybe even have to start investigating and asking, uh, mm-hmm. women, women and kids and maybe teenagers in our churches, not to get weird about it, but just, just keep our keep our ears open and keep our eyes open. Is anybody in a position where they don't feel safe and where they're not yeah. safe? We mm-hmm. have to be sensitive to that. The world is now sensitive to that. How could it be that the church wouldn't be? Yeah.
1: Man, Jeff, I feel like me and you are wandering around in murky waters. I It occurred to me while we were talking, I just want to say this. If you've listened and we have, in your opinion, gone too far or not gone far enough— it probably that we've gone not far enough.
0: probably.
1: <laughs> uh, please email us. Like we're trying to learn. Like I don't, don't listen to this podcast and take my jumble of words uh, as as anything that I, that I hope that it's not. I I want to learn. If you. If you can help me, uh, if you're a man or a woman out there in ministry and you have uh, experienced something like this or or you are having uh, you know, your own reaction to this that you think could be helpful, please share that with me. Uh, I don't think that I'm, Mr. I have all the answers. I don't think that I'm right about all this. And I'd really like to process, not process what Bill did, not process. I'm talking about I want to process how we can move forward as individuals and as churches in ways that are healthy, in ways that are mutually honoring and mutually submissive men and women together, people with different gifts together, all of that stuff. And if I've stepped all over, you know, I've, I've stepped all over my own feet in describing my thoughts and emotions. If I've said something inappropriate or, or callous, please, 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 please let me know that it's not my heart. It's not my intention. Um, but intention gets muddled with words. And I would love to continue this conversation with people who have been in these kind of spaces before and who could help teach me, you know, a thing or two.
0: Well, and that's the thing. People are responding and reacting to this out of their past. Uh, Me out of my past, you out of your past. If something like this has happened in our life, if we've undergone some kind of abuse or whatever, we are definitely thinking about those women. And if we're in a place of leadership, we're, we're thinking about, you know, Bill Hybels and and how can we not be in there? But I would say, let let us not pile on. I don't want to do that. You know, Bill or Willow Creek or mega churches or because for everyone that's get, getting it wrong, there's 100 or a hundred or or five hundred getting it really really right. And the bottom line is there is no perfect church. God right. is, God did something through Willow Creek. He did a ton of stuff. Why, because there's a ton of believers there that the Holy Spirit is filling in mm-hmm. I mean there is no church where you couldn't say, "Wow, God even did something through that church because right. every church has flawed leaders, every church is going to go through a you know the 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 dark hour and yep. a, and bad stuff there there aren't any churches that don't, so let's not put them up on a pedestal like maybe we've done, yeah, and let's not pile on like maybe we've done. Let's, let's pray for Bill and his family, particularly his family, and maybe a little bit for Bill, right? Because I always say <laughs> we're pastors, you know, we, we get what's coming to us. But let's pray for him and his family. But then let's also redouble our sensitivities to women in our culture and especially in our churches that could be, that could be abused or, yeah. or, 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 or put down. Or suppressed or oppressed because yeah. we do not want that. God doesn't want that. No, that has no, no place in the body of Christ.
1: All right, Jeff. I think I think we covered it, man. I, I'm I'm I've never been less nervous or more nervous to push the publish button. I feel like I said what I wanted to say, but you know these are fraught. These are fraught issues. Well, I think and it helps. Whenever we get into fraught issues, I feel like Ugh, about it. But
0: yeah, it's where we are. It helps us to, you know, who was the guy who said, thoughts disentangle themselves when they pass through the lips and the fingertips? Ah, there you go. Um, Dawson Trotman, I think, said that. And when we can speak it out and talk it through, uh, it's helpful to us. And we kind of do this for pastors who listen. We talk about stuff and they hear us, usually with a guest, talking through some topic, some area of ministry, and it's helpful. I listen to podcasts all the time, and it's helpful. So you're right, Don, and I think our listeners know that we're not listening because we're adding all kinds of wisdom to the conversation. Although, honestly, I hope we've added a little. I mean, I we wouldn't so. do it if we didn't think we'd add just a little bit of light. I uh, hope so. I, I think that the church has to be the church, yeah. and we've got to stand up for each other, we've got to call each other out when we need to, and we've got to help people, and we've got to love. Um, so... Yeah, my biggest thing, man, don't pile on. Just don't pile on. Let's yeah. let's relieve suffering where we can do it, and let's let's call for justice where we must do it.
1: Well, there you have it. That's that's it. If you're listening to this episode two years from now, it I might not even make any sense. But if you're listening to it today when it comes out, uh, we hope that it's caused you to think differently, to think deeper, at least. And I would reiterate johnny at 200churches.com. I would welcome any and all feedback and any and all help you can give me in deepening my understanding. Uh, deepening the shared pool of meaning, as Pam would say. So, thank yeah, you yeah, so much. Send it,
0: all, send it all to Johnny. It's J-O-N-N-Y No H. <laughs> J-O-N-N-Y at 200churches.com Ship Perfect. it all <laughs> off to him. Just yeah, leave me out of it.
1: <laughs> I look forward to it. Uh, and we will see you next week on the 200 Churches podcast. My name is Angela, and I want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you haven't already, you should subscribe to our weekly email at 200churches.com and to the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You know it. We'll be back next week with another amazing and encouraging episode just for you. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love His church. should be close
0: good all right this is uh i don't even know what what number this one is
1: 288 289 i think last week i said 288 and i was actually pleased that it was the right number so i think this week is 289 okay
0: do i say that do i say the odd ones
1: yes let me double check though yeah it's 289 and you do say the odd ones That's fine. It says it's recording, so it shouldn't be an issue. Okay. We're ready to have it out. I'm excited. Uh, it is 425. Okay.
0: I got my first restarted one hour with Dave Jacobs at 430. Hey. hey did I send you... Oh, tell me I, I sent you... Um. Continuing to record here, let me stop. Oh yeah.